0: the call to build your small business make it happen with a a.net domain name the place for dreamers for 30 years and counting visit keepdreamingup.net for tips and advice whether you're just getting started or looking to grow that's keepdreamingup.net you are locked on packers your daily podcast on the green bay packers part of the locked on podcast network your team every day and you are locked on, Packers. Hello, this is Bill Huber, the publisher of PackerReport.com for the Scout.com network, which brings you some of the best NFL and college football coverage anywhere. And I'm talking to you from suburban Detroit, for the like Green Bay Packers, beat the Detroit Lions 31-24 on Sunday night to win the NFC North Championship and cap the Aaron Rodgers Run the Table Tour with a sixth consecutive win. And that means the fourth-seeded Packers will host the fifth-seeded Giants at 3.40 p.m. on Sunday, at Lambeau Field, no, no storylines here, hey guys? Packers beat the Giants earlier in the season. In 2007, the Packers beat the Giants in a regular season, lost in the NFC Championship at Lambeau. In 2011, the Packers beat the Giants in a regular season, lost in the playoffs again at Lambeau. So, I don't know if this is a revenge game or not, but it is going to be a big early test for the Packers. But that's getting way out of ourselves. Let's talk about Sunday's game, shall we? Aaron Rodgers, maybe he'll be the MVP Maybe not, but he puts the finishing touches on a tremendous finishing kick. 27 out of 39, 300 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions, as a pass rating of 126. In the six games since he pro- proclaimed the Packers could run the table, 15 touchdowns, no interceptions, a 122.8 pass rating. At the end of the day, maybe Atlanta's Matt Ryan will be the MVP. Maybe it'll be, Rod- maybe it'll be Rodgers, but. You know what? He he put his, he put it out there that the Packers could run the table, and he backed up with some tremendous play. But this is about way more than Rodgers, and this is why the Packers are going to be a very difficult out in the playoffs. Let's go to the first scoring drive. It's 0-0. Uh, Detroit's Matt Prater missed a field goal. Every single yard here is gathered by either fullback Aaron Ripkowski or the tight ends. Of all the firepower on this team, <laughs> there's no Tom Montgomery... No Jordy Nelson, no Randall Cobb, who didn't play. No Devonta Adams. 8 yards by Rupkowski. A false start by Bakhtiari. So it's here. It's 3rd and 7. And this is one of the key plays in the game. Rodgers gets blitzed up the middle by uh, by uh, Detroit's top pass rusher, Ezekiel Ansah. Rodgers looks dead. He somehow ducks underneath Ansah. Steps up in the pocket and fires an 11-yard pass to Cook for the first down. Next pass, a short pass to Cook. Cook runs through two tackles, gains 24. Then Ripkowski gains five. Then Rodgers to Richard Rodgers for 14. Then Rodgers to Richard Rodgers for six plus a penalty. Then a run by Ripkowski for two, and then a pass to Ripkowski for a seven-yard touchdown. So again, for all the firepower on this team, it is Aaron Ripkowski and the tight ends to give the Packers a quick seven-nothing lead. So the Packers trail 14-10 in halftime, and then the fireworks come. In the first half, and I point out to uh, WTAQ slash WNFL Radio's Mark Daniels reporting this out up in the press box last night, or tonight, I should say. He said in the first half, the Packers receivers caught three passes. Big difference in the second half. Here's the, here's the uh, touchdown driver where Green Bay goes up 17-14. First time, Montgomery runs for five, and he was a non-factor in the first half. Rodgers to Devontae Adams for seven. Then Rodgers runs for three. Riders to Geronimo Allison for 11. Riders to Jordy Nelson for 6. Riders runs for 5. Rybkowski runs for 4. After a penalty, it's 2nd and 11. Riders on a slant to Jordy Nelson against Darius Slay for a gain of 20. Then it's Riders again against Slay for a gain of 16. It sets a first and goal to 3. Riders to Devontae Adams for the touchdown. So after all that, after the wide receiver was almost a non-factor in the first half, Riders complete six passes to wide receivers on an opening drive of the second half. Boom. Packers up 17-14. Next comes another big sequence here. Late in the third quarter, Matthew Stafford hits uh, Marvin Jones for a gain of 30 over, over uh, Packers corner Quentin Rollins. Rollins lands on his head. And after about a five, six-minute delay, he's finally carted off uh, on a backboard. With a neck injury. Um, afterward, uh, Mike McCarthy and the PR staff said that, that rounds was it was moving and talking, so the prognosis looks very good there, but still. With Sam Shields obviously out, out for the season with a concussion, and Demarius Randle dropping out in the first half of the knee injury, now Rollins is out again. So Green Bay's out their top three corners. So it's first and ten at the, at the Lions 34, and yet Green Bay gets off the field. The first play, Clay Matthews just destroys it. And Zach Zenner, who ran all over the Packers in the first half, loses three. So second and 13. Then Stafford threw a pair of incomplete passes, and they punt. So a huge sequence there. And I I sit next to Rob Damoski of ESPN.com. I go, the Packers have to score here. They have to get a touchdown, or they're screwed, basically, considering the state of the secondary. And Rodgers, what Mike McCarthy called a statement drive after the game, delivered. First, Rodgers runs for 12. After a penalty on TJ Lane makes it first and 16, Riders throws an unbelievable deep pass to Geronimo Allison for a gain of 31. A huge play gets him across midfield. Riders a short pass to Adams and incomplete pass to Michael, so it's third and three. And Riders again a great pass to tight end Jared Cook on a crossing route against the Lions' talented young safety Miles Kilibrew for the big first down. Then it's Riders' majority for 11. On a short pass to the sideline, and that gets down to the 11 yard line. After Michael gains a yard and an incomplete pass, it's now third and 10, or excuse me, third and nine from the 10. The NBC had a great stand here, and I don't have it in front of me. But Roger, between the pass protection being good and Rogers buying time, Rogers had like eight and three quarter seconds. It was unbelievable. And finally, Geronimo Allison broke loose, or broke, yeah, broke loose from uh, linebacker Tahir Whitehead. Makes a diving catch in the end zone for a 10-yard touchdown. Crosby misses the PAT, but it's 23-14 to and is a big, big two-score lead given the state of the secondary. And Stafford gets the Lions in scoring position right away. A 23-yard pass to Marvin Jones. Put the ball to the Packers, 36. But again, Green Bay short secondary steps up. Three straight incompletions to TJ Jones. First odd, uh, batted down by Kenny Clark. But Darius Gunter broke up the second one. And then Nick Perry with with a pass rush with Peppers on third down. And the Lions settle for a 54-yard field goal by Matt Prater. So it's 23-17. Then once again, a statement drive by the Packers to put this sucker away. The first one, the big play here. First of all, it's second and three. A short pass to Devonta Adams. Gets the first down. The Lions correctly challenged that. Sets up a key third and one. Adams fakes the handoff to Ty Montgomery, takes off on left end. No one sees him. He gains 13, gets the ball to the 47. Big play there. And then a bit later in the drive, it's 3rd-and-10. Rodgers rushes him up to the line of scrimmage, catches the Lions at 12 men in the field. So it cuts that down to a more manageable 3rd-and-5. Rodgers slips it to Ty Montgomery, who gains 9. Gets him in the scoring position there. And finally... Riders to Devonta Adams for the 9-yard touchdown. The capper, a fade right over Nevin Lawson. Boom. 31-17, and at that point, the game is essentially over. The Lions' next drive-ins on an interception by Micah Hyde in the end zone, and eventually the Lions get a Hail Mary touchdown, which uh, <laughs> put a little scare into stuff in the press boxes. We, we all have our game stories written. We've, we've all mentioned that the Packers put the Giants at 340 on Sunday. Yada, 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 and all of a sudden, the Lions score with 13 seconds left. It's like, oh, dear God, <laughs> <laughs> recover the onside kick, please, and Richard Rodgers accommodates us. Aaron Rodgers takes a knee, and the Green Bay Packers celebrate the NFC North Championship in the most unlikely of playoff berths. And just how unlikely? I looked up the standings after Week 11. Of the 12 playoff teams, only one team had a losing record at that point. And of course it the Packers at 4-6 with their four-game losing streak. There are a couple 500 teams. But by you know by that point in the season the playoff contenders are pretty much separated themselves from everybody else. But Green Bay defies everybody, and just like Rodgers said, and just like Julius Pepper said, and just like a lot of people in that locker room said, even when they were struggling, they were confident they'd get a turned around and people and while people like me kind of scuffed at that and said, Well, you have to say that, but really coming that this is this is you know foolishness. They were right, I was wrong, and the Packers amazingly are in the playoffs. If Green Bay's offensive diversification is why they can make a run, the state of their secondary is why this team is in deep, deep trouble. Obviously, we don't know if Randall's going to be able to play. We don't know what Quentin Ron said this is going to be. But as we've talked about in this podcast, if you're going to have sustained success in a regular season and playoffs, you've got to A, you've got to throw the ball well, and B, You've got to stop the other team from throwing the ball, and I have no idea how the Packers sustain any of the success if it's Micah Hyde and Ladarius Gunter at corner, and then shoot, they had they had safety uh, Kentrell Bryce playing the slot, and then at some later point, said safety Morgan Burnett playing the slot corner. Look, that's not the roles, and you know, God bless them for playing it well and for you know, you know, pulling a rabbit out of their hat and, and stopping Stafford on Sunday night, but. You know, and maybe they're gonna to have to beat Eli Manning, who is uh, sporadic to say the least. But I don't know how these guys, you know, make a run to the championship given the state of the secondary. But you know, we'll have uh, we'll have Keith Rodink on for our podcast for uh, Tuesday morning, and we'll talk about the playoff field. And every team has flaws, and certainly Green Bay has a gigantic flaw. You know, Gunter and High did well when they needed to against the Lions, but you know, let's go to let's go this Giants game. Can you, can you stop the likes of uh, Odell Beckham Jr. and Sterling Shepard with, with, with uh, Hyde and Gunter? They're going to have to. I mean, they don't, they don't have any choice, right? I mean, Shields is on iron. He's done. I mean, when you, when you get uh, carted off the field on a backboard, I, I would figure that Quentin Rounds is not going to play. And Demarius Randle hasn't been very good at times, and he's been beat up all year long. He's gone in and out of the lineup all year long. I, I don't know if, A, you can count on him, and, B, if you can count on him for 60 minutes. So this is going to be a huge problem. And for the Packers, if they're going to win these games, it's gonna be, they're going to have to stop the run. And, and this, this run defense has gone on the toilet here of late. Zach Zenner had a big game, 20 carries, 69 yards, only 3.5 yards a carry, but you know it was, it was a different story in the first half as I try to scroll through the stats here on the fly. He hits 16 for 63. You know, in his ability to run the ball, open up play action, and everything else. So you know, Green is going to have to get back to stopping to run, and they're going to have to get back to rushing the quarterback. And that is Eli Manning's Achilles heel at this point in his career. The guy has no interest in getting hit. At the first time of pass rush, he's either A, ducking for cover, or B, chucking it in anywhere. So that is Green Bay's hope, at least for for Sunday's game, is pressure Manning, pressure Manning, pressure Manning, and hope he crumbles under it. But, you know, you know, if, if the playoff seeding holds the form, the fourth seeded Packers will play the top-seeded team in the playoffs, and that would be Dallas at Dallas, or in, in, in the uh, other possibility it would be a game at Atlanta, the second seed. You're going to have to figure out a way to play pass defense at a winning level if you're going to win these games got one quote here from Mike McCarthy. It was, it was basically Mike McCarthy and a couple of us at his press conference. I think I asked like six of the questions. Um, I asked McCarthy about the locker room celebration, considering A, they've kind of been there and done that as far as winning division titles go, but B, to come back from four and six to get there, I asked him what the celebration was like. He said, quote, It wasn't the best celebration we've ever had. Our guys are tapped out. Night games are tough. You're in the hotel all day. You're playing in a dome on the road. It took a lot out out of us. We had a lot of guys who played a lot of reps because of the number of players we lost. Great confidence coming in. The energy was outstanding. I thought the team meetings, the meetings this morning, we felt great coming over here. We knew the noise and the challenge of communication were going to be there. It was spotty for us at times, but hey, it's a great locker room. It'll be a quick ride home. We'll enjoy that. But we have bigger aspirations. This is the first step. This is the threshold. Of getting into the playoffs, getting into this tournament, we'll move on Wednesday—or excuse me, we'll move on Monday tomorrow. and Get healthy and get ready for the Giants. And one last note before I let you go: the Packers' schedule has been finalized. The Packers, of course, have the home and home against the NFC North game teams. Um, they face the AFC North and the NFC South. So the home opponents, of course, Chicago, Detroit, Minnesota. The New Orleans and Tampa Bay from the NFC South. Baltimore and Cincinnati from the AFC North. Then they play the first place team from the NFC West at B. Seattle. The road opponents, again, Bears, Lions, Vikings. Falcons and Panthers from the NFC South. Browns and Steelers from the AFC North. And at the Cowboys. So once again, it is Bears, Lions, Vikings, Saints, Buccaneers. Ravens, Bengals, Seahawks at home. And Bears, Lions, Vikings, Falcons, Panthers, Browns, Steelers, Cowboys on the road. And there's a total of six matchups against playoff teams. Lions and Seattle at home. Then at Detroit, Atlanta, Pittsburgh, and Dallas. And that will do it for this episode of Lockdown Packers. I'm going to go take a nap and Then head back home to Green Bay with my family, bright and early tomorrow morning. This morning, however, you want to view it. Thank you as always for listening, and I will talk to you tomorrow with my pack report colleague Keith Rorting. Have a great day, everybody. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. <laughs> Bye, singing dog. <laughs> Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Go.